0: Hi, welcome to worship today. I'm so glad you're joining me. Let us begin worship with the confession and forgiveness. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead to sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with the power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Lord of the feast, you have prepared a table before all peoples and poured out your life with abundance. Call us again to your banquet, strengthen us by what is honorable, just, and pure, and transform us into a people of righteousness and peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Exodus. When the people saw Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered around Aaron and said to him, Come, make gods for us. Who shall go before us? As for this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Aaron said to them, Take off the gold rings that are on the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. He took the gold from them, formed it in a mold, and cast an image of a calf. And they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it, and Aaron it. Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a festival to the Lord. They rose early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought sacrifices of well-being, and the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to revel. The Lord said to Moses, Go down at once, your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have acted perversely. They have been quick to turn aside from the way that I commanded them. They have cast for themselves an image of a calf, and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it, and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, how stiff-necked they are. Now let me alone, so that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, and of you I will make a great nation." But Moses implored the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce wrath, change your mind, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, how you swore to them by your own self, saying to them, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have promised I will give to your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord changed his mind about the disaster that he planned to bring on his people. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Once more Jesus spoke to them in a parable, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again he sent other slaves, saying, The wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go, therefore, into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I think I can safely say that all of us have been involved in a wedding. Maybe it was our own wedding, a wedding of one of our children, a relative's wedding, or the wedding of a good friend. From one of those experiences we learned how important and expensive weddings can be. There is a lot of planning and preparation Then there are the important details, clothing, flowers, decorations, food. It all adds up to a stressful time of planning. Another important part of the wedding is the guest list. It is a fine balance between inviting all the right people, but not inviting so many that it looks like the couple is only out to get lots of gifts. The guest list may include family, good friends, close workmates, and possibly friends of the parents of the couple. Who you invite is important and meaningful. In our reading from Matthew, we have a king who has prepared an elaborate wedding banquet for his son and his son's new wife. The king is excited to share this happy occasion with his friends. He sends out the invitations by way of his slaves, but the results are not what he expected. Those who are invited find excuses not to come. None of them want to participate, and the king is very upset. Wedding banquets back then were very important events. They lasted for several days. This particular wedding not only celebrated the couple, but also celebrated the king and his kingdom. To snub an invitation was to snub the king, and all he had done for the kingdom. It was as if to say, we don't appreciate you as our king. No wonder the king was upset. But he did not let his friend's lack of caring stop the celebration. Instead, he went out and invited those who would have never expected an invitation. He invited the poor, the outcasts, those who had been labeled unfit to be in the king's presence. The wedding banquet went on as planned, and it was probably an even more joyous event for those who never expected to ever be in the home of the king. This story is another one of Jesus' parables, a teaching tool for him to use to help the disciples understand the importance of keeping a close relationship with God a relationship that is based on mutual commitment between God and humanity. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like a wedding banquet. Not all those who are invited understand the importance of keeping in close relationship with God, and they choose to ignore the invitation to God's heavenly kingdom. Those who think there is no way they will be able to get into heaven are pleasantly surprised when they are welcomed with open arms and are invited to enjoy all God has to offer. How often are we like those who have been invited to the banquet but have other things that keep them, us from attending? How often do we let other things get in the way of our relationship with God? In our reading from Exodus, it didn't take long for the people to forget about God and go back to worshiping idols. Moses was gone, and he was not coming back as soon as they thought he should return. So they gave up on him, and they gave up on God. Their relationship with God was broken. They turned back to their old ways. Now God did not break that relationship. The impatient people did, by wanting to have a tangible way of worshiping insteading of putting their faith in a God they could not see. Staying in relationship with God takes work. We must be deliberate in our daily lives to keep the focus on God. We must not be impatient like the followers of Moses, or too busy like those invited to the wedding banquet. We must find ways to keep God in the forefront of our lives. So how can we do that? Well, by praying daily, doing devotional readings, picking up the Bible, coming to worship, or attending a Bible study. And these are just a few of the ways. I'm sure you have other ways you make time for God. We have all had days when God was not in the forefront of our lives. We get busy. We make commitments to people, and we put aside God so we can please them. We want the best for ourselves and our families, so we begin to do whatever it takes to accumulate material possessions. We are proud of our accomplishments, but sometimes we forget. All we have comes from God. Our lives become chaotic, and then we realize that it is our relationship with God that gives us the most contentment. Only then... Will we get back on the right path and go back to making God first in all we do? But what about the people we know who never seem to put God first in their lives? We all know people who do not attend worship regularly, or maybe not at all. Some of these people are very close to us. I often hear from parents who worry about their grown children because they are not attending church. It is hard for us, who are here regularly, to understand their lack of commitment. But don't give up on them. Remember the king's experience? The king, our God, doesn't let rejection stop the invitations. God reaches out to all who are his children and invites them to come into the kingdom. Not just the ones we are sure deserve an
1: invitation
0: but those who have not always made God their priority. There is room at the banquet for everyone. The most important thing we can do for others is to make sure young children come and learn about God. Building that strong foundation at an early age will carry them through their lives. We never know when we may stray from God, but what we learn when we are young never leaves us. God's commitment to us never wavers, even when our commitment becomes weak. The banquet is ready. The table is set. God has sent out the invitations. As we think about those who are not with us today, we know some people have not yet accepted that invitation. But don't worry. God has not given up on them. God's banquet table is for everyone even those who don't think they are worthy God's arms are open wide and ready to receive all of us
2: Amen Jesus loves me this time.
0: With confidence in God's grace and mercy, let us pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. Gracious host, fill your church with a spirit of joyous hospitality. We pray for bishops, teachers, church leaders, and all children of God as they invite others to their to your boundless table of grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious host, as creation waits with eager longing for redemption, protect your creatures. Help us to learn from Francis of Assisi how to care for all you have made. Bless the creatures we care for as pets. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious host, as you set a table in the presence of enemies, So bless the efforts of all who work for peace and and help world leaders navigate conflict. Be with all those in military service and their families. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious host, let your gentleness be known among those who are weary or ill, especially those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud. Strengthen doctors, medical care workers, and caretakers who see to their needs. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious host, help us to remember all those who yearn to be at the banquet. Help our congregation find ways to welcome them with open arms. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious host, as we remember those who have died and are gathered at the heavenly banquet, comfort us in your presence. Assure us of your peace at all times. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Listen as we call on you, O God, and enfold in your loving arms all for whom we pray. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.